Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all, my friends, are having a fantastic, blessed day today, as always, and staying healthy and wise and continually keeping your immune system strong, as always. I've watched now multiple articles. You know, yesterday I told you guys yesterday that I continually encourage everybody to keep their immune system strong. There's no telling what these clowns are going to do again. I've said that for months now. And, you know, that's why I've continually told everyone, make sure you're staying stocked up on the vitamin C and the D3 and the, the zinc because there's going to be something else they're going to try to push again. And apparently this climate change agenda isn't quite going the rate that everybody wants it to go as far as the banker boys. And a lot of people are still just dealing with stuff and constant, constant lies that we're hearing in the mainstream media about every event that happens and people still aren't buying the nonsense. And so, as we told you guys, they're starting to roll out the entire COVID 2.0 era again. I was absolutely shocked. I saw, I told you guys yesterday, of course, the Biden administration was demanding and encouraging everyone to get the new COVID booster shot. You know, this is going to be the sixth or seventh shot, I guess, available total, five, six, seven. I can't even keep up with all of them now. And what's crazy about it is it's really starting to happen again now. The Atlantic Journal-Constitution reported Monday, yesterday, that Morse Brown College, a liberal arts college, has reinstated measures as part of precautionary steps and slowing the spread of COVID. I kid you not, the report notes that students and staff will be asked to mask up on campus only after one week since classes began. Now, if you think this was an accident, if you think this was something that was just coincidental, think again. I've told you guys before that they had so much blowback during 2021, especially after the whole COVID pandemic started to fizzle down and remdesivir was the primary culprit of deaths that people were getting very, very tired of the constant be belittle and just constant being just told, you've got to wear a mask, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. So what do they do? They wait till college is in one week. Everybody's starting their classes. Probably drop ad period is going to be this week, next week. And now what they do, everybody's got to start wearing masks everywhere you go now into campus. They're also saying now that social distancing, temperature checks, and no large gatherings will be in place now for two weeks at this college. I, I, and this is probably going to start rapidly spreading now. As far as I don't mean the virus, I mean the, the BS, excuse my language, but just the nonsense that they're going to start peddling out now every single day in the mainstream media. Because what they've got to do now, and here's one of the issues that they're running into. This whole thing that happened down there in Maui, a lot of people are starting to call it out and call their bluff on what happened down there and realize, isn't it ironic that all these residential houses that essentially, you know, the residents and people that have lived there for generations suddenly burn down to a crisp, but suddenly, you know, you've got all these celebrities and Oprah Winfrey buying all this property and all these celebrities' properties, not a single one of them got touched with a single flame. Just fire just, just seemed to just not go anywhere in that direction whatsoever, but yet it was go growing exponentially with these other properties. And the directed energy weapon platforms that people have reported seeing down there now, the flames and the fires that just would start randomly in certain areas are starting to get a lot of exposure. This is why I told you guys yesterday the governor of Maui went on just a tirade about how nobody needs to be getting any of their news from social media. Turn off your phone. Turn off your tablet. Everybody needs to get the information from us because essentially we're here to help you out the best we can. 
the exact same narrative we saw during COVID. You're seeing down in Maui. So what do you do now? They've switched the entire narrative in the mainstream media. Maui is literally getting hardly any media coverage today. Everything's switching over to the COVID nonsense as they're now talking. This is a crazy part now that I found out. I've been doing some more research. There's an independent journalist. It basically has been doing research. Her name's Natalie Winter. She's got a huge platform as far as an independent journalism. She has now discovered and put out a report now on Twitter that essentially the U.S. government has been fulfilling DOD contracts now for equipment and hiring advisors for safety protocols based on COVID. She said the federal government has now begun buying COVID-19 equipment and hiring consultants to enforce pandemic-era safety protocols. Some of the contracts are scheduled to begin in September. In October, she's posting them. I'll put you the link. You guys can look at them. She just posted them last night. She went on to say that the millions of dollars in taxpayer funds are now being spent to buy COVID-19 test kits. Imagine that. Here we go again. Another DOD contract, Hologic Sales and Services LLC, just got a $1.5 million contract beginning. October 1st, then set to conclude May of 2024, that basically will be supplying Hologic COVID testing services in support of the Department of Pathology. Another Department of Veterans Affairs also just signed a $2 million contract with Abbott Molecular starting September 22nd all the way going into September 2024 and will provide contracts for testing services and testing kits for COVID-19. Also, a $1.3 million contract with BioFire Dynamics LLC starting August 18. Basically, it already went into place now for its COVID-19 testing reagents and equipment. Guys, there's contracts all over the place that are getting filled now for contact tracing and basically these testing. That's a clear-cut example of what they're about to do. And these contracts go all the way into next spring and next fall. They're telling you what they're about out to start doing now they're not spending all these money on test kits because they're not going to start pushing the narrative they've got to bring in more cash and more control pfizer now has basically slumped as far as in their vaccine sales they couldn't get rid of half the stuff they made this year they've had to go and basically either dump it or expire it or basically try to figure out who can they can give it to and a lot of the last batches of stuff they made probably on their basis of what we've seen in history is probably set to expire next year beginning of next year from a lot of the manufacturing they did at the beginning of this year, which means they've got to roll out these shots in the fall to try to generate more cash flow for themselves and their shareholders. Because remember, Pfizer was absolutely insane as far as with cash. I mean, they even the Veritas project, you guys remember, I posted that the video when they were interviewing that Pfizer director that was head of basically that one department. And he went on to say generally, he said, COVID is incredibly lucrative for business. He goes, essentially, we're making all of our money off COVID now. The pharmaceutical sector of Pfizer is, well, they're doing well. But COVID is where we're making our money now with the DOD contracts that we're getting and pumping out these vaccines. They've got to generate more cash, and they've got to keep people sicker, and not enough people are dying, I guess, from these shots. And they've got to try to see how far they can push the narrative again. But I can tell you right now, the DOD is not signing contracts for contact tracing and for contact or for COVID testing all the way into September and basically May of 2020. 24 because they're not planning on trying to push a mass scale agenda again because remember what do we have going on next year in 2024 oh that's right another election that's being set up to be stolen again they 
They've got to get the narrative in place again, once again, to make sure they can start pushing the mail-in ballots. Nobody can go to the nobody can go to the precincts. Nobody needs to go outside. Everybody needs to do mail-in ballots again because, as everyone is pretty confident knows, Biden doesn't have a snowball's chance in Florida on black asphalt during August on winning this election. Everyone hates this man across the entire country. Even though majority of people know he's a stooge that can't even speak on his own, that all he wants to do is eat ice cream after he reads a teleprompter and babbles through it and gets lost on stage shaking hands with the air. Everybody knows it. You go, he went down to Maui, made a total buffoon out of himself, was, was literally – his motorcade was riddled with profanity-laced screaming the entire time he came into Maui. Then he had the audacity to get on stage and ramble on about how he knows how everybody feels in Maui that lost their house because at one point in time his house was struck by lightning and there was a small kitchen fire that they had to extinguish and you know he, he could have lost his Corvette in this kitchen fire from this lightning strike so he knows how everybody feels in Maui that's lost thousands of people they still can't account for and their entire livelihoods and houses are sitting in ash heaps because you know he knows how they feel because it's well it's science guys you know it's what it is this guy has no chance in winning, and apparently they're going to try to do everything they can to get the narrative rolling for COVID. So again, this comes to a very, very big turning point right now, my friends, and I mean this sincerely. I'm, I'm talking to everybody, all my listeners, all my friends. This is a huge turning point. I've said this before. This is going to happen again. I've said it this time that everybody needs to figure out how far they're willing to take this and how far their convictions are going to stand. We know that there has been an enormous amount of people that have been dying from this RNA gene therapy shot. That's not a conspiracy theory anymore. We've seen the rates of myocarditis and pericarditis now literally astronomically skyrocket after this shot came out. We know now that the medical treatment killed people with remdesivir. We know that people were sequestered from their families, that suicide went through the roof. Basically, people were had nowhere to go and were hopeless because they couldn't go anywhere because they were locked down. They're planning on running this whole scenario again in some kind of nightmarish groundhog day. They're rallying together. Everybody says no. We're going to push past the censors. We're going to push past the platforms that are trying to restrict everybody, and we're going to call for justice. We're going to call for freedom, and we're going to call for wisdom. And we're going to call people start actually using their brains that God gave us and start demanding that big pharma and Pfizer are actually prosecuted legitimately. Guys like Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci, you can't let them off the hook. They've got to get exposed continually for what they did, and people cannot comply with this. And one of the most effective things you can do is making sure you are staying strong, you are staying healthy, and you're keeping your immune system strong so you can lead by example with this right now, my friends. Because what I've seen in the media today, almost every single platform is starting to regurgitate the exact same thing we saw in 2020. And it's irritating to me because there's going to be a lot of people – to just go along with this again, again, once again, there's a reason why TSA and all these groups now are starting to get ready to start masking up. There's a whistleblower that came out from TSA and Border Patrol, and they've stated now, they've reached out to independent journalists, and they've said that starting in mid-September, TSA and airport employees are going to start wearing masks again. That's what they said now. This is what they're hearing from the higher-ups. Now, whether or not this happens, I don't know, but they said this is the current plan right now. They said by mid-October, wearing masks will be required for pilots, flight staff, passengers, and airport patrons again by mid-October. That is the plan that they're talking about now. And the TSA is essentially going to start pushing the narrative about everybody needs to get their shot, and it's highly encouraged you get your shot in order 
flying a plane. They are starting this all over again, my friends. So do not comply. Continue to figure out where you stand on this. But I want to get that out there first thing today. I know it's a noxious topic to bring about because we went through for so many years. But they're playing it on 2.0 again in the elections next year. And we already know what they're going to try to do with this. So again, it's so important. You keep your bodies, your mind strong and you continue to get the truth out there. What do you think that this morning? Uh, well, you know, it's interesting to me when I listen to you do the introduction of this and I've been reading all the same stuff that you've been reading. And I realized that, you know, there's an old song, you know, from the who, you know, don't get fooled again, revolution, whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to post it on the website it's a long song. It's about 10 minutes long. It's probably one of the best rock songs ever written. I don't really promote rock music. You guys know how I feel about that kind of stuff. But this one's pretty good. And it talks about how to meet the old boss, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. That's all we have here. Nothing's different. And, you know, the Bible says that, you know, in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. And apparently the guys who write these scripts and they ingrain this into the people's brains, you know, with the masks and the, with the you know, with the testing and all the rest of the stuff they do. They basically are going to continue to recycle this and recycle it as long as people comply. And, you know, and it's sad to me because, you know, you don't have to comply to this stuff. You don't have to do it. They're not going to force you to take a vaccine. They're simply not going to do that. Uh, they're going to make you sign off on them. They may, may lock you down again. Uh, but, but we have to understand something, guys. I mean, I, I saw this Twitter feed yesterday. It says they will keep setting fires until you submit to their climate change agenda. They'll keep allowing looting of shops until you submit to electronic IDs and facial surveillance. They'll keep creating pandemics until you submit to medical slavery. Do not comply. And, and it kind of sums it up, doesn't it? I mean, we've got a group of people out there that are running the planet, these Sabbatean, Luciferian, Kabbalah, Synagogue of Satan, weirdo, wackos, you know, God wannabes, which they're not. They're basically weirdos and lowlifes is what they are. And they basically are telling us what to do now. And the problem is the vast majority of the people out there right now, that have been vaccinated and got their second shot, and vaccinated with another booster, they can be pushed and pushed and pushed and manipulated until they do what they're told to do again because they already did it once. They already took the shot. Now, some of them will not. I guarantee a lot of the listeners of this show, if they were forced to take a shot because of a job situation or whatever, uh, they're not going to do it again. <laughs> Excuse me. They're not going to do that again. They're going to say, I'm not doing that again. We're, we're done with this stuff. Too many people have gotten too many side effects. We had another 23-year-old you know, young man die again this week. Uh, you know, I'm sure he was fully, you know, basically, you know, vaccinated. And, you know, and, you know, his, his name was Reggie Chaney, college basketball star who helped lead Houston to the final four in 2021, dies at the age of 23, just one week before he was set to begin his professional career in Greece. Reggie Chaney played for the Cougars for three seasons and graduating in May. He was named American Athletic Conference sixth man of the year last season. And basically he's dead, just dropped dead. And now they're talking about they don't know why he died. I can guarantee you why he died. We all know why he died. He took the clot shot. He's having all kinds of problems with his cardiovascular system. Of course, it'll be, it'll be we'll, we'll get another story. It'll come back out to us about why he died or whatever. Or he'll be actually resurrected from the dead again after he lays down there dead for 15 minutes. All this crazy stuff. You know, I'm being facetious, by the way, with that. I, I don't, don't quote me on that one. But, but the thing about it is, is that you know, we've got this crazy stuff out here that's happening to us that Austin just covered with mask mandates, you know, testing all over again. And it's the same thing because, remember, these entities that run the planet, one of the things if you read about them and you start talking about them and you start understanding who they are and how they think, they don't really have a creative imagination. They don't really have the ability to, to, to develop stuff on their own. They're more like a robot, or kind of like an automaton, like a humanoid, some type of you know, fallen angel, some type of entity. We don't know what they are. We talk about it in angel wars. We don't know how they're exactly made and how they, they do. But when you see the people and these entities and these spaceships, when they find them, 
they're almost like humanoid robots. Like they were a human at one point and they were built differently and their DNA was changed and they have no elementary canal and they got tiny little mouths and all the rest of them, giant eyes and blah, 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 blah. And they're different because the whole, the whole group of entities that run the planet, you know, this fallen angel group, the, who control the Sabbatane, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan group, they basically are doing everything they can to subvert human beings and to change our DNA, just like they did in Genesis chapter 6. The DNA shot, the RNA shot, mRNA shot, it doesn't hold its effectiveness long term. It starts to wane in its ability to cause clots, and et cetera, et cetera. That's why you've had a continued group of people that have continued to die, but not everybody has died. Now, they may release hemorrhagic fever, some type of Ebola or whatever, you know, on us and really scare everybody. You know, we've got Ebola. We've got Ebola. We've got Ebola. Everybody's dying and bleeding from their eyes. And we'll see pictures of people laying on the sidewalks, bleeding out of their eyes and dying. And everybody's going to go line up for shots again. Every time they want more compliance, they've got to become more and more and more graphic with what they do and more and more horrible with what they do until you finally get to the point where you say, OK, OK, I give up. I give up, which we're not going to do on this show, whatever. Uh, like we talked about the other day, what's the worst thing they do? They uh, send us to be in heaven with Jesus. Okay, that's that's a good place to go. We're all going there anyhow. You know, ones who, those those of us who believe, so we get our reward and glory a little bit quicker. I'm okay with that, but I'm not going to sit around and you know, be injected with this stuff. But again, luckily by the grace of God, I shouldn't say luckily by the grace of God. You know, we live in. Florida and Ron DeSantis is still our governor, and quite frankly, Ron really doesn't have much of a chance of winning the you know the presidency this time. His numbers were really down in the polls, and his supporters have gone you know way down. But the reality is, is that you know at least he'll stay here you know for a second for the full second term, which I'm really excited about on that because he can hopefully prevent us from being locked down again because he said he'll never lock down Florida again. So he'll get all kinds of you know, all kinds of horrible things to be said about him again, et cetera, et cetera. And I hope he complies and doesn't, you know, does what he says he's going to do and does not comply. Hope he complies with the wishes of the people here in the state and does not allow the government to push him into locking us down. But guys, here we go again. You know, I sold my plane last year. I kind of wish I'd have kept it now. If we're going to be locking down the airlines again. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it was so nice. But, you know, there's still people. And I noticed this when I flew out to St. Louis a few weeks ago. There's still people on the airplanes wearing masks. There's still people everywhere wearing masks. You know, there aren't that many of them left, but there's still that group of people that are wearing planes, wearing masks. You see these women, these men walking through the airport with three or four kids in tow, and the woman's always walking out in front because she's the alpha female. She's running the relationship. You can tell by how she postures herself, how she walks. And the guy's kind of walking behind her, kind of kind of sheepishly with his head down, his shoulders rolled forward, and she's leading the charge. And her children have her their masks on, and everybody's going to comply with her. But you can flip it too. You also have the guys that are the alpha males that are leading the charge, and they're wearing masks, and they're forcing their females and forcing their children to wear masks too. And it's just a question of how in the world people can be so deceived over and over and over again. Well, there's an interesting article, and I've posted it on on the on the on the, on the website. And it's basically uh, it's a Dawson M. Neely uh, from Gonzaga University, undergraduate student, Project MK Ultra, how the CIA used the Cold War to commit horrors on the U.S. citizens. And here's the abstract. Project MK Ultra, the CIA's covert mind control program, began in 1953 and operated through the 1960s. No, it's still operating, by the way. It's just in the shadows more. Evidence from a number of sources, including the transcripts from the church meetings and hearings in 1975, and several news reports uncovered the atrocities of the program. One victim of MK Ultra described the effects of his treatment for falsely diagnosed psychosomatic leg pain as mental rape. These therapies range from electroshock therapy to be willingly drugged with LSD. The church committee found that these horrific events were not isolated, but rather conducted within universities, research foundations, and even prisons. 
The Washington Post later editorialized the lawsuits were filed to force the government to take responsibility for its culpability in the systematic torture of civilians. It became evident that ethics were abridged holistically, displaying a complete malpractice of medicine and science to further the national interest. This essay is relevant because it bears similarity to recent government abuses of power uncovered by Edward Snowden, once again displaying that the government lucidity is imperative for the rights and the freedoms of the American people to be sustained. The atrocities of the past must serve as admonitions and MK Ultra provides compelling evidence against unwarranted trust in government operations. I'm going to post this. I want you guys to read this. A lot of you are unaware of what the CIA was involved with and what they did. A lot of you are unaware that Timothy O'Leary was directly involved with the CIA in Laurel Canyon out in California, and they were dropping LSD packets to basically concert goers who were outside from airplanes. Everybody could you know, turn on and turn on and, put, and get off and all this crazy crap that they were doing and promoting this in college campuses. And how we had an entire generation of these people that were subjected to these hallucinogens and this LSD, which messed a lot of them up for the rest of their lives. Just thought I'd mention this. And it was done by our government to us own people. We don't even have to. That we don't even talk about all the syphilis experiments and all the other things that were done, and all the you know the medical testing and all the crazy stuff that they've done under the, the guise of research. And they blame the Nazis and the concentration camps for what they did, and yet we're doing the same kind of junk from what they did. And a lot of this stuff. Now I may say this: a lot of this experimentation was carried out through and from what was learned in the concentration camps when they picked up the research that were that was basically still available in the camps. MK for mind control, MK Ultra. In German, control is spelled with a K, and so it's mint controller, and so it's mind control, and they continued the observations of what they were doing in the concentration camps to a whole new level with the CIA, including onto the entire population of the United States. Look what they did with the fluoride. Look at 1946 when they looked at all the research from Dachau, and they found out that one way they could make the People in the camps, servile and infertile, was to give them fluoride. And yet all, all of a sudden in 1946, after we received all that information from the studies that had been done in the concentration camps, they put fluoride in our water supply. Yesterday I was talking to a pharmacist at a local you know, drug store at a public pharmacy, and uh, it was interesting to me because then we, you know, we were talking about iodine and betadine and all the different types of you know, things that are out there on the formula on the markets for sterilization. And then she brought up fluoride. And started talking about how important it was for people to take fluoride. And I looked at her. I said, are you talking about hydrofluorosilicic acid? I said, you know, I said I've got a, you know, a minor in chemistry from Florida State. I said, you know, that's, a, that's an industrial byproduct. I said, it's unbelievably poisonous. It's used in rat poison, and they dump it into our water supply. It corrodes pipes and everything else. And I said, are you telling me that you have to have that? Oh, yeah, well, children have to have fluoride. I said, no, they don't. No, they don't. Where, where do you come up with your statistics? I said, fluoride in children, according to Harvard, lowers the IQ scores of children. Look at the studies that were done, and she's looking at me because suddenly someone's confronting her because she's the, quote, voice of you know, authority in the pharmacy. And I, I looked at her and I said, you need to do the research on this. Fluoride is a neurotoxin. You don't need to put that in your body in any concentrate. Oh, no, you need it. No, I said, no, you don't. There is no amount of fluoride that is okay to eat or drink. It's rat poison. So this was a conversation I had with her over the counter, which is interesting. And, uh, but the point is this. That's how brainwashed – the pharmaceutical people are, they really believe in most cases that the drugs that they're giving are necessary. Austin mentioned this the other day about so many pharmaceutical people would not even fill a prescription for ivermectin if it was off label for the treatment of COVID 
The only way they would fill it is if the doctor put down for parasite and parasitical control. Then they would fill the prescription, and then they made you know one prescription for this stuff three four hundred dollars for a one week supply. It was insane how expensive it got. Now there are a whole bunch of pharmacies out of India and other places around the world that sell ivermectin. I'm not suggesting that you go there and you buy things from them, but I'm just telling you that the prices are much much lower. And the problem is, is that you know we have a situation now where we have another group of people that are being now about to force more lockdowns. More bioweapons, more, more, more on us. It's like Austin said, a lot of it has to do with the mail-in ballots because they want to make sure. But I think they're going a little bit too fast this time because you got another year before the election. You know, the mail-in ballots, they want to try to get that done. They want to reduce the amount of air traffic again. They want to make people not want to fly again. They want to put masks back on you on airplanes. They want to subject you to tyranny again. The crazy air traffic control people and all the other people that are out there running the doggone show. And I'm not picking on air traffic control people in general, but the people that are working with the FAA. And the people that are working with the airlines and, and the people that are basically the stewardesses and stewards on these airplanes that are you know, getting all their power-hungry grabs back again because now they can put your mask on, you peasant. Who do you think you are? You're, you're breathing unrivaled air. You put your mask on, you peasant. And, and all these crazy things that we were subjected to. I mean, I mean fist fights, people spitting on each other, screaming and hitting each other on airplanes. They want to go back to that? Oh, that's right, isn't it? Out of chaos. Out of chaos. We'll come there new world order and they're going to try and push and push and push that's what the 17 Kabbalists do that's why they've been run out of so many countries over the decades so many countries over the over the over the over the centuries they get pushed out pushed out pushed out because people don't want them there because of unjust scales they don't want them there because they're basically you know money grubbers they don't want them there because of their unbelievable greed they don't want them there because all they do is lie and we see it over and over and over again. But now, of course, they own the media. And because they own the media, you don't really hear much about who they are, what they do, and how they act because you can't do that. You can't talk about the truth because you start telling the truth, the truth will set people free. They don't want you to do it. I remember I used to do up to 40 talk shows a week as a guest. I mean it was crazy, sometimes eight a day, especially during the Christmas in Hollywood. You know how, 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 how I'm sorry, the Christmas and the uh, Thanksgiving Day week. It was incredible, you know, how many of you know shows that I would do, and, and the sad part about it is, is that you know eventually I, I ended up getting blackballed. You know, I got blackballed because you know they were basically being told, you know, that you can't have Ted Brower on, and then they started blackballing everybody that was a guest that was talking about alternative health treatments protocols. I mean, it had to happen to me personally, and in a second, I used to do big, big talk shows when they were independent; they weren't owned by the major people like Clear Channel and all the different BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard that own so many of these stations now. And I used to have the ability to come in and tell people the truth and have huge numbers on these shows. But the reality is they don't want you doing that. They don't want you telling the people the truth. They want to completely control everything, including 90 to 95 percent of all media is completely and totally controlled by these guys. They control the bandwidth. They control the amount of people who get to see you and talk to you and all the other stuff. And we need to understand that all of this stuff is just something that they're going to do over and over and over again until they find a way – to basically force us into complete submission under the heel and the boot of tyranny until everybody loses all of their rights and basically they become just a just a just a just a just a peasant in their eyes they can't do anything i mean it, it's it's crazy and then again now we're having major supply chain issues again you know and you see you see these dick's sporting goods their sales are crashing their stocks crashing of course dick decided to you know go against guns here a few years ago I and mean, we told you what was going to happen to them Get the, all the outdoor people who want to buy guns, et cetera. They can't go to Dix and buy what they want anymore. And so now they're in trouble financially. Their stock's being cratered. Major supply chains are starting to develop all over the country again. 
supply chain problems are supposed to be a thing of the past, but instead our supply chains just keep getting hit by issue after issue. Have you noticed it's becoming more and more difficult to acquire parts and get things repaired? It's just not your imagination. Have you noticed that store shelves seem rather sparse just about everywhere you go shopping? During my latest visit to the grocery store, I was stunned to see how thin the stock levels had become. A few weeks ago, I was telling you guys that my AC had gone out in the house. It took me three weeks to get a part for my AC system. And that was in the middle of the heat wave we had down here in Florida. And I have two units in the house, and the one unit just couldn't keep the house cool. But it took me three – before it was over with, it was a month getting that thing fixed. You think, wow, that's crazy. Well, the same thing's happening with parts, with cars, with trucks, with everything. And Austin and I were talking about this yesterday, about how the trucks now – the you know the Part 179 through the IRS tax codes, and check with your account if you have any questions on the stuff. I'm not giving you tax advice, neither is Austin, is being phased out over the next few years. And less and less people are going to be buying these vehicles on an ongoing basis. And, of course, Ford Motor Company and General Motors has already cut way back on their diesel truck production. And it's almost impossible to get these things now unless you order them specifically. It used to be on the lot. You could get 10 or 12 choices of diesel trucks. You get lariats or you could get limiteds or you could get high countries. Not anymore. you got to order this stuff and hope it shows up someday, maybe 8, 9, 10, 12 months down the road. That's because they're going to electric vehicles. They want to force you into compliance so they can control you by cutting off your electricity and not allowing you to drive down the road. It wasn't enough that they could have OnStar shut off the automobiles with GM. That wasn't enough. They had to go ahead and take it another step and give you a car that has to be charged up every 100 miles if you've got a truck, which is ridiculous, and basically not allowing you to basically go freely unmolested on your way unless you make sure that you stop at every doggone service station to plug up for you know who knows how long because there may be 40 cars in front of you before you get there trying to plug up too. And eventually, they can't even get you can't even get the car to the to the to the plug-up place because your battery goes dead, and now you're sitting in the parking lot with 40 other people with dead batteries in your cars. That's where this is going, and that's what they want. They're shutting down the air flights again. They'll shut down the air traffic again, and it goes on and on and on as we watch them. As the American population has been cooked like the proverbial frog in the pan, and has allowed itself to have this happen to it, as we've not stood against it. I'm gonna tell you again. I'm not wearing a mask. I know Austin's not either. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. And I'm not taking a shot. My opinion, my, my belief, you guys do what you think you need to do. But I didn't do it the last time, except for we had to go to the hospital one time with Austin. I put it on shortly, and they got yelled at and screamed at, and they threw us out of the hallway. I told you that whole story because I don't, I don't want to be in a situation where they're going to force me to do something I don't want to do because I am not a peasant. I'm a child of the Most High God. I was created in the image of the Most High God, as all of you were. And we have Jesus Christ as our advocate before the Father in a blood covenant before us who came to us on this planet to deliver us from the evil one. And he did that. And we don't have to submit their nightmare edicts and all the junk that they want to do to us because we're children of the Most High God. They are not. They're just, just – they're, 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 they're in a mess. They're, they're, they're a whole DNA mess is all they are. They've done what they've done to themselves and how they basically can't even – Use the energy field that God made for this entire universe to feed themselves and have to be fed through abortion and through human sacrifice. These things, these things are nat- they're nasty and they're evil to the core, and they're not going to tell me how I'm going to live my life, period. It's not going to happen because we have the power that raised Jesus from the dead inside of us. We have the resurrected power of Jesus Christ flowing through our veins. We have a continual re-inber- re- re- renewing of our DNA from the blood of the Lamb through scalar energy that permeates us from the universe that God created, that feeds us, that allows us to be one with him through Christ, through a blood covenant. We have that ability to stand against all of these entities all of the time. And so you do that. You stand your ground, you put on the full armor, and you dig in and don't allow them to push you back, period. What do you think, Austin? 
Oh, you're spot on with that. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, it's, you can already see where this is going. There's a high probability, like you were just saying here. You know, I, didn't, I didn't really think about this a second ago You know, when I was reading all these headline articles, but now you've made a valid point about it. You know, They've got to come in with another excuse to have another COVID supply chain issue to prevent these vehicles from being able to be produced, the diesel trucks, the gasoline trucks. Remember I told you guys it was so – it was so ironic <laughs> in 2021 and 2022 when suddenly the supply chain issues for manufacturers for diesel trucks and cars and electric or uh, gasoline cars, you know, they couldn't get microchips, couldn't get parts, and everything had to shut down. But suddenly all the electric cars and all the Tesla vehicles, they were getting produced at some of the highest rates they'd ever been produced for. There's no shortage for electric chips and microprocessor chips for Tesla. There's no shortages for any of that. They suddenly had all the parts they needed the entire time to roll out the largest amount of Tesla vehicles they had ever produced in history. But everything else when it came to diesel trucks and stuff like that, suddenly you couldn't get them. Are they going to try to do this again this year and next year? They're going to start slowing the production down again and slow it down even another segment? So now it's going to become, what, two years to get these trucks? They're going to have limited allocations. They're going to start treating these diesel trucks like, you know, exotic cars. I mean, I talked to a buddy years ago, and he basically was trying to get an allocation for an exotic car in Orlando. And they flat out told him, they're like, dude, you've got to sit on the list for like two to three years to get an allocation. He's like, well, I want to buy one. They're like, that's cool. Everybody else does too. You've got to get an allocation. It's going to take like two to three years for you to get the car once you get approved. And is that what they're going to try to do now? Are these diesel trucks going to become like these these royalty vehicles? You know, I mean, the sticker price on these things has already gone up astronomically again. It's so funny to me that diesel trucks go up 10, 15% MSRP, while the F 150 Lightning and all the other electric vehicles like Tesla have dropped anywhere from 5 to 10 to 15% off sticker now. Isn't that funny how that keeps happening right now? Kind of like they're wanting to make sure they price people out of the market. Yeah, I mean, that's what's going on. And so, again, there's something very nefarious going on with the timing of this. They're rolling it back out as a distraction. And, again, that's why it's so important on a regular basis to make sure you're keeping your immune system and body strong. At the same time now, there's now 14 major American cities that are part of this globalist uh a climate organization known as C40 City Climate Leadership Group, which they're now saying by year of 2030, they want to have zero kilograms of meat consumption, zero kilograms of dairy consumption, and only three new clothing items per year per person with zero private vehicles owned and one short haul return flight every three years per person. You can look this up. I was reading about it earlier. It's called the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. That is literally a quote they have with their targets by 2030. The dystopian goals can be found in the future of urban consumption in a 1.5 degree, degree Celsius world report, which was published uh, at the end of 2019 and was reemphasized in summer of 2023. The organization is headed by the largely funded Democratic billionaire Michael Bloomberg. Nearly 100 cities across the world make up the organization, and its American members include city of Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, L.A., Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle are their top key point cities that are pushing this. And essentially, they want to make sure that there is no meat 
in these in these cities by 2030 that you essentially eat these lab grown meat and this plant based meat and it shows right there that there will be zero private vehicles owned everything's going to be ride share everything's going to be essentially electric transit port you know electric transit buses and stuff guys they're wanting this by 2030 we're about to roll into 2024 in a few short months here They've got to try to push this narrative, which means we've got to start pushing back more and more. And why it's so crucial to make sure you're supporting local farmers if you can get a hold of them, local, you know, chicken farmers, egg farmers, as far as that are that are getting eggs from chickens, organic produce, anybody you can find, local milk. You got local milk, local dairy farmers that are basically producing stuff. Support them, my friends, and I mean that sincerely because what's happening is now you're going to start seeing this shrinking. Longer and longer and longer than we go of all the food ability to be able to be accessed, and they're going to slowly start rolling out this weird, crazy world as far as this this this, this plant-based soy meat world and this lab-grown meat world that they're rolling out. They're pushing it, and there's a reason why you have this, and we talked about it repeatedly, is when you start having – Equity firms like BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard, you know, like BlackRock holding over $10 trillion in assets when they essentially own everything, they just run a monopoly. You know, we're having a huge issue down here in Central Florida with an electric company called Tico, which they're a monopoly. You can't get anybody else but Tico in Central Florida. It's been like that since I can remember, since I was a kid. And they went in and they slowly raised the rates in the, in the last winter. Especially anything that goes over 1,500 kilowatts, all of a sudden the rates go up exponentially. So what happened was in the winter, the price increases didn't really hit everybody that hard because it's in the winter. Your electric bill is already low. There's a couple, a little bit here, an extra $20, $30 here. Well, all of a sudden we're in the summer now, and everybody's realizing that price increase they hit everybody with, and once you go over the 1,500 kilowatts, it goes up exponentially. I mean I talked to our, our – um, our, uh, our dojo that we do the jujitsu with over there, the, the, the striking and the Muay Thai that the kids are in on a regular basis. And they said their electric bill for their dojo was $900 last month, $900 electric bill for the dojo. They said last summer, the highest they saw was $600. That shows you the real price increases that they're running right now and intentionally doing it because here's the thing. It hasn't gone up that much to produce electric in Central Florida with Tico. The cost of manufacturing electricity has not gone up that much with these companies. But what they've done is now they've used the excuse via what? COVID with inflation. Oh, we've we've gone up now. We've got seven or eight percent inflation. Guys, going from a six hundred dollar electric bill to a nine hundred dollar electric bill is not eight to ten percent inflation. Let's just be real on those numbers here. And this is exactly why they're continually going in and saying, hey, listen, this is what you have to do. This is what you need to do. This is called climate change. Everybody needs to suffer and pay more taxes to the all-powerful all government in order to be safe and healthy. Going from a $600 electric bill to a $900 electric bill, that's a 50% increase. That's not an 8 or 9 10% inflation increase. Well, of course, they know that. They know this, and what they're doing is they're wanting everybody to have to suffer so that people will start doing less and less and less and less and less. So how about we start pushing back more and more and more? I've already talked to multiple people now that are discussing as far as with attorneys about this because when you start dealing with monopolistic companies that there's no other option for you to go to and they start raising rates exponentially without legitimate causes, 50% increase in your electric bill from 2020 summer to 2023 summer, guys, that's not okay. 
This is, again, what happens when I see diesel fuel pushing up $5 a gallon again. There's no shortage in diesel fuel. Remember what the stunt they pulled last year? Remember the whole, diesel's going to be completely gone by Thanksgiving 2022. No, don't know what to do. All the diesel will be gone. There'll be no diesel left in the world. Oh, no, woe is me. Everybody needs to get used to paying $7, $8 a gallon for diesel because it's all going to be gone. Guys, diesel was at like three twenty a gallon in Florida just like four or five months ago. I remember it actually dropped below regular gasoline prices. Oh, wait. Exxon and BP and all those companies that are owned by BlackRock, they've realized that, nah, nah, the peasants are having too much disposable income too. We need to raise the prices up on diesel fuel. There's no legitimate reason right now at all for diesel fuel to be raising that rate again unless they're getting ready to go and do exactly what they do on the market like they did last time to keep people completely and totally controlled and manipulated in order to say, oh, well, you can't travel here. You can't do this. You can't do that because, well, you know, it's just too expensive to travel. It's too expensive to do this. This is what they're getting ready to do again with COVID, and that's why I've said repeatedly, make sure you have your supplies in stock. I mean I looked at the oil market this morning. Oil is $80 a barrel. $80 a barrel, but diesel's about to hit $5 a gallon. Regular's like three thirty a gallon. That does, there's, it doesn't make sense at all from an oil production standpoint. Diesel is less refined than gasoline. A lot of times it's a byproduct of gasoline production. A lot of people don't understand that when you start looking at refineries. It's not as processed as gasoline fuel is. So why is it $1.50 more a gallon? Well, the answer is very easy, and I've told you guys this repeatedly, because every single means of transit functions off diesel fuel because it's so efficient, whether it's trains, whether it's UPS, whether it's semi-trucks, whether it's transport trucks that are transporting vehicles across the country. Every single thing runs on diesel fuel. So again, my friends, keep the truth out there. Start pushing back. This is going to be something we've got to get directly involved in now, head on. There's no more playing the defense on the backside and waiting to this. We've got to make sure you're getting hold of your local representatives, your local ordinances or counties, and letting them know we're not playing this COVID game again. We're not going to go in and start locking people down and locking businesses down and being told we can't do this and we can't do that. Everybody's got to start getting vocal and more aggressive with this right now because there's no question about it. There's something very, very strange going on. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting, is more and more groups continue to call to have more firearm control and more gun restrictions and ATF and their nefarious band of bandits to continually go through and try to push illegal and constitutional mandates that have no basis in congressional law. Uh, through the floor and say, hey, listen, this is the new law that we seem fit because we're ATF and we just live at the Bad Ideas Factory. They've been calling more and more gun control restrictions. And then you have Chicago, which has the largest pretty much stringent firearm laws, at least in the most part, some of the top most stringent gun laws in this country. And they had another 40 people shot, seven fatally, just over the weekend. And yet you have to ask yourself a question. A city that has some of the most stringent gun laws and you can't even buy a gun or gun with massive amounts of documentation, all kinds of restrictions on what kinds of guns you can own, and ammunition and magazine capacity, and the list goes down the line. Why in the world do they continue to have this horrific amount of violence up there? Well, it's because it's the same concept that has been through tested time through history. Bad guys with guns – don't stop because good guys pull out a rape whistle and go, hoo, hoo, 
Don't shoot me. I'm a good guy with a rape whistle. You're a bad guy carrying a gun. That's illegal. You're not allowed to shoot me. The bad guy just looks at them and laughs and shoots them in the face and goes, oh, sorry, rough for you. Maybe next time you won't carry a rape whistle to a gunfight and walks off. This is the unbelievably stupid concept that is constantly being polluted into the brains of so many individuals where they think everything suddenly becomes utopia if people become disarmed and everybody follows the rule of law. You ever see what happened out in the old Western days when there was no rule of law and there was no real control? They had U.S. Marshal time to hunt people down all the time and have them do public lynchings. Because bad guys with guns existed then, bad guys with guns existed now. Before the concept and inception of guns, everybody was hacking each other to death with swords and clubs and axes. It's just part of humanity. So trying to pretend we don't live in that world and live in this utopia where you got people that walk around and say, we don't need to have any type of security to school. Every, everything will be okay here. Some people feel uncomfortable if there's security to school. Well, how about you go to a school then that people don't want to have security at? Because the school that we're going to have and the school that everybody I know needs to have, there's children there. Children are not operators. Most of the teachers are not operators. They need to have somebody there that is able to provide security for them in the event that a bad guy with a gun, there's a lot of those running around, decides to show up and do something nefarious. So again, I encourage you, continue to use wisdom, do your own research, don't live in fear ever ever, 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 but also do not live in some type of fantasy Narnia where you pretend that certain things aren't going on, and if we simply go along to get along, everything will get better. We saw people do that in COVID, and we saw what happened with that ideology. It was horrible for everybody around us that had to deal with it because way too many people were refusing to stand up and push back because they didn't want to have conflict. My friends, conflict is life. It's just part of those things. You got to deal with it. You got to push through with it and get past it. But it's sometimes you got to stand up and say, this is my conviction. This is where I stand. There will be no compromise with me and my family on that. What do you think, Dad? Well, it you know, ties together exactly what I said in my first segment, Austin. I mean, you know, if we're going to compromise, then, you know, there, there was an old movie out years ago. And one of the songs in the movie basically said, if you're in a boat and you pull out the plug and it starts to fill up with water, when's it going to stop? The only time it's going to stop is when you put the plug back in or the boat's going to get, you know, submerged and it's going to sink unless it's got, you know, styrofoam holes or whatever. I remember one time I had a I had a, was a Mastercraft, I guess it was, and I was out in the lake and we were skiing, and I looked down and my feet had water on it. I mean, the bottom of the boat had water in it, and I had inadvertently not placed the plug in tight enough. It had to be me because I'm the one doing it. Of course, it could have been somebody else, but I don't think so. And the boat was filling up with water, so I quickly went and opened the motor compartment and turned off the engine, and you know, and, and got the plug in tight. In fact, the plug had actually been pushed to the back, and I couldn't find it. I had to put a rag in it to stop the water from coming into the boat. And I remember uh, I turned on the pumps and pumped the boat back out. You know, had I not done that, the boat would have sunk. You know, the engine would have started, you know, in, you know, bringing, you know, aspirating, bringing in air, you know, water into the intake, and I would have ruined the engine, and that would have been, ended up having to salvage the boat. But the reality was I, I was able to stop the leak because I was able to get down there with a rag and fill it up. And then basically it was fine for the rest of the day. And I just kept the pumps turned on, and it was, it was interesting. I don't know if you remember that or not, Austin, but it's one of those things that people don't understand. When you pull out the plug, and the plug they pulled out was Jesus. If you just want to be blunt, it was Christianity. It was who Jesus is and who Jesus 
is going to continue to be for all eternity because he's omnipresent. When he came here and he delivered us and he put in the plug and said, if you believe in me, you shall have everlasting life, he changed everything. And he got rid of the old world human sacrificial order on crosses from Rome. He said, we're not going to live like this. This is not okay. And his followers started to stand with him. And eventually the entire Holy Roman Empire, if you want to call it that, became you know Christian. But it did not because Constantine brought in too many pagan customs in 323 AD. Also got rid of the Book of Enoch, which he should have never done. And all of this stuff happened you know, because Christianity came up and said, no more. You know, we don't want to be hung on a cross and covered with oily rags and lit up like a torch to light the ways into Rome. We don't think that's okay. But these entities that run this planet, they have glee with that. They enjoy all of that. They love to watch people suffer and die because that's how they feed themselves. And so they want that back. They're going to love to see people, you know, basically shamed and put down because they're on an airplane and they're having to force to wear masks again. They're going to love to see all of it again when they have, you know, you know, state border checks and all the other stuff that some of these states did. And you have to make sure you have a mask on, you have your COVID shot and COVID passports and all the rest. They're going to want that all back again. They're going to want to see a massive drop in air travel internationally again. All of us the same. But remember, Donald Trump is the one who did this to start with. It wasn't Joe Biden, guys. Operation Warp Speed, and nobody wants to talk about it, was a brought to us by Fauci and Donald Trump. Donald Trump closed the country down. Donald Trump carpet-bombed the economy. Donald Trump did all of this. Donald Trump pushed red flag gun laws. He and his best buddy Cohen back in the 70s and 80s used to hang out and go to gay clubs together. And he wanted to be the most pro-gay administration in the history of the White House. All of this stuff. He wants to be the person that's going to promote the Kabbalah Tree of Life Awards. It stands for everything he believes in. This is Donald Trump. We were given two horrible choices in 2016. Hillary from hell or Donald Trump, the high-level Mason supposedly, who's being controlled by the New World Order. Who do you want? Do you want a witch in the White House, or do you want the Donald in the White House, who had made some pretty good rhetoric coming in? Now he's going to clean out the swamp. We packed a swamp with more CFR members. And now we have Biden, who can't stop telling stupid jokes to people that have lost loved ones and families. Everybody's flipping him off and shooting him, giving him the bird and the finger and everything else. that's screaming out, you know, F Joe Biden when he's driving up in his motorcade. What a laughing stock the United States has become in the world. Having a senile president. I mean, the guy's senile. Everybody knows that. Even the Democrats know that. You know, there are some hardcore Democrats that are still going to vote for him, and they promote him no matter what because they're just stupid, period. That's just the bottom line. They have no idea what they're talking about, and so they're just stupid. <clears throat> they want to approach them, promote somebody who is so obviously senile. And so, and so in his brain. Remember, this guy had open brain surgery. Like, they took the top of his skull off back in the 80s and did the surgery on, him, on his brain. My question is this. What did they implant in this boy? Just, I'm not saying they implanted anything. My question is, did they implant something in him? <clears throat> I mean, what in the world did they do to this guy? The fact that he's even in politics, and he can't stop lying about his wife, about fires. About, he never stops lying. <clears throat> and people still want to believe that he tells the truth about stuff. But again, this is all part of the Frankfurt School ideology to reduce – the standing of the United States of America, the once great city on a hill, into a laughingstock scenario with the rest of the world in which other countries hate us and no longer look to us for leadership. Because remember, Christianity was the go-to thing here in the United States, even in the 50s, 60s, 70s. It was. 
Remember the big Jesus movement back in the 70s? I do. All of this stuff happened here, and the evangelists came here, and all these different people spoke here. And now, because you know, Europe had already gone secular, because so many of the churches were closed you know, after the war. So many of the churches had been burned in Russia, and the priests had been killed with Stalin and Lenin, and they had secularized everything. But the United States was still promoting Jesus, so they had to make us a laughingstock. And then now they've taken this TV evangelism stuff and taken it to a whole different level of depravity. Gosh, I can't believe I just said that. With some of these TV preachers, you know, with their – I'm not going to start. But, but it's just, you know, just give to your local churches. Support them. You know, go, go back to church. They're going to be closing the churches down again until you watch. That's what they do because they don't want us to have the ability to worship freely or to go freely and unmolested on our way or to travel. They've got to shut all that down again, and not because they're trying to help the planet. They don't care about the planet. They're trying to terraform the planet. They're spraying more chemtrails, geoengineering with barium and aluminum that's killing plants and soils and crops all over the world and causing a massive methane gas release that's causing a lot of this global warming to happen. They're doing it on purpose because they're terraforming the planet. These entities, apparently these reptilians, what do you want to call them, Satan showed up as a snake, whatever they are, I guess they like it warmer. And maybe that maybe there's not enough room down there in Antarctica for them anymore, and now they want to come up to our side of the planet move up here with us. I mean, I don't know. You guys figure it out on your own. I, I, I don't know the answers to these. This is about my pay grade. All I know is this. We serve the Most High God. God's still on the throne, and prayer still changes things. And Jesus Christ is still here to teach us and to help us along with the Holy Spirit. And always remember that, because if we understand who God is and what he's done for us, we can always walk with him all the days of our lives and throughout all eternity. I love you guys. I appreciate you so very, very, very much. Austin, finish it up, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. One other story I saw here is interesting is the weird, very Big Brother territory-style cameras being put up in the UK. This is something very interesting now, is that this new AI camera system being tagged as the pioneering technology by proponents was along the roads of Devon and Cornwall, some of their busiest roads, as pretty much a tech test, so to speak, to see what they could do. And they said they caught nearly 300 drivers neglecting their seatbelts and using their phones in just three days. Data from the Department of Transport Board Casualty Report found that there's an increasingly number amount of people that have been dying from without wearing their seatbelt. Now, I'm not saying not to wear your seatbelt at all. I'm not saying it's good to not wear your seatbelt. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm saying it becomes a very dangerous line when you start having the government come in for your safety, of course, and start telling you, we're going to monitor what you're doing in your car for your safety, and then we're going to fine you once you're not doing what we tell you to do. They said the every image was captured by AI lenses is examined by humans before being used for conviction purposes, meaning they're sending people tickets for being on their phone or not wearing their seatbelt. Now again, distracted driving with a, with a, with a camera or with a, with a phone in your hand is not safe. Let's be clear on that. I'm real fun about it. That's why hands-free and everything else is out there now. It's not safe. However, you start running into this very strange world when you start allowing AI cameras to literally start monitoring what you're doing. In an era where technology is running amok and permeates every facet of our life, 
Where do we draw the line on that? We already know all the electric vehicles have cameras inside of them that monitor while you drive the entire time. The EV Lightning, the Teslas, they've got multiple cameras that sit there and watch you the entire time and do AI facial recognition and monitoring behavior on you while you drive. We already know that exists. So now those vehicles that don't have that technology, now they're going to start putting cameras up and monitoring what you do. You start getting seatbelt tickets every single week. Oh, here, we found that you didn't wear your seatbelt on three separate occasions once you left your house. It's going to be a $150 fine per, per uh, uh, you know, situation that occurred for infraction. Really? I've seen, I've known of people that have gotten tickets and ended up having all kinds of legal problems because they had a seatbelt check, which, by the way, they've stopped those down here in Florida because those were deemed illegal for random seatbelt checks to see if you're wearing your seatbelt. There's got to be a line where personal decisions and personal responsibility outweighs the ability of the government to come in and spy on you and dictate what you can and can't do. Any time the federal government or state government comes in and says, we're doing this for your protection, turn around and walk away and get ready. Load up whatever you got to load up and be ready for it because that is a clear-cut sign and example that they have some nefarious act that they want to do to you in order to save you, just like you've got to pay more taxes to save the climate. It's for your protection. You've got to hunker in place and stay in your home for your safety and protection. You need to get an RNA gene therapy shot for your safety and protection. Well, what about what about vitamin C along with zinc or maybe even possibly ivermectin if you want to go the pharmaceutical route? No, no peasant. That's not for your safety and protection. It's dangerous. Stay away from that. We said so. My friends, use wisdom. Get the truth out there. Keep your immune system strong. We'll be doing everything we can here at Health Masters if this starts to occur over the next month or two and making sure we're stocked up on proper supplies and nutrients and orders and bids with our contractors to make sure everybody has the ability to stay free and stay healthy on a regular basis because that is a right everybody has if they want to exercise it. So have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. Be sure to check out the website, last day of the product of the week, the D3 10,000 with K2, and vote for what you want to see win tomorrow at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.